Hi, this is Andrew Lotta. Welcome to another edition of Sadistically Speaking. This is the first podcast of 2021 and is episode 21. And it's entitled, Should Anyone Believe in Jesus? This podcast came about because at the end of 2020, I was watching a video of Ravi Zacharias. If you don't know who he is, he's an Indian-born Christian apologist. That is someone who goes around answering questions about Christianity and suggesting that the only true path to enlightenment is through Jesus. And uh, he's got his own ministry, RZIM. And it came out at the end of last year, actually shortly after his death, that he was not the spiritual leader that everyone thought. Surprise! Uh, He co-owned some spas and he liked his happy endings. Um, He was accused of quite a bit of sexual uh, assault. Apparently he liked to masturbate in front of the massage uh, therapists and uh, would touch them and ask for sex. Uh, So basically he pulled a Louis C.K. and a Jeffrey Epstein all in one, which is amazing. Now, his ministry has come out uh, actually like the day before Christmas and said, yes, we did an individual uh, investigation, independent investigation, and it looks like these things are true. Not only that, but there's some other stuff coming out that's going to be even worse. And the full report is supposed to come out in the next month or two, and maybe it'll be worth revisiting at that point. The real point of this is that I'd always thought that Zacharias's sermons were cultish and they were based on not really answering questions directly. This weird kind of numerology when he, where he would lay out that there are five things that you have to know about these four things that answer these three questions that they do do to the one. A partridge in a pear tree. So anyway... Uh, I wasn't surprised that he was not exactly the exemplar of uh, Christianity that everyone had hoped. Um, But what I did was take this out on a friend of mine who actually likes listening to Ravi and sent her a text message suggesting that he was rotting in hell and was an evil person. To her credit, instead of blocking me, as any person should... Uh, on text messaging, she suggested that I record a uh, lecture or sermon or short discussion on why people should believe in Jesus, and she would listen to that. This podcast is not really that attempt, but it's some of the things that I would have wanted to say to her in such a sermon or lecture. When I was younger, I, my father and I used to sit around the dinner table and argue about things, sometimes science, but a lot of the times it was religion. Really annoyed the crap out of the rest of my family. Uh, when I was really young, one time we argued about whether Jesus knew he was the son of God according to the, uh, the Gospels. Going back and forth, uh, I took the position that he did not. My dad took the position that he did know he was the son of God. Uh, It got so heated that we called the local priest to see if he would answer the question. And his answer was, you two need to get a life. Uh, Later, uh, I think it's about when I was going off to college, we had another argument about whether it really mattered if Jesus existed or not in reality. 
And I took the position that it did not matter. And what I want to do is lay out just a little bit of what I think my argument was at the time, though I don't really remember. And it's quite possible I made this entire thing up. I'm going to start by saying, one, I'm going to geek a little about going into the Gospels, but this really isn't a the Bible tells us the truth uh, discussion. And two, any of these points I made, uh, because there's no one here to uh, argue against me, certainly could go on for a much longer podcast, and maybe that would be something that happens in the future. I'm also not going to argue about the historical evidence for Jesus' existence, which is limited, or the context in which he lived historically, which is very interesting and makes you rethink some of the ideas of Christianity. Uh, It was a time uh, when there were a lot of heretics going out against the established church, uh, including Jesus and John the Baptist. But I really want to talk about some of the overall meaning that comes out of the New Testament and why I think Christianity is, to some extent, at its purest form, a beautiful religion, or at least a beautiful idea. Uh, And I'm going to concentrate on the New Testament. Um, And if you pick and choose stuff from the New Testament, it is gorgeous and sometimes revolutionary. Um, The whole idea of protecting and caring for the meek and poor. Uh, There's the great story of the adulteress who's going to be stoned and Jesus says something to the extent of may he without sin cast the first stone. Um, That's uh, an interesting story um, that's misused quite often, but it also is almost certainly not in the original text of the Gospel of John and was added much later if you do sort of textual analysis. Regardless, the most interesting and most revolutionary idea from the New Testament is the concept of the democratization of divinity. That is, that to be divine is not something separate for us, but that all humans are divine. And this comes down to a change in the way the Holy Spirit is talked about in the New Testament versus the Old Testament. Now, in the Old Testament and Judaic texts, There are examples of the Holy Spirit, but these are mostly God's Spirit coming down to have an effect in the world. In the New Testament, the Holy Spirit becomes uh, something that is within the vessel of all humans. And it starts with Jesus being baptized by John the Baptist in the River Jordan, and the Holy Spirit comes down in the form of a dove and shows us that Jesus himself is imbued with the Holy Spirit. But then, at the Pentecost, all of the apostles are there and the Holy Spirit comes down them is tongues of fire or whatever. But the whole point of this, the beauty of this is all people have that divinity within them, the Holy Spirit, which is as much God, and this is the whole idea of the Trinity, as Jesus or the Father. It's as much God and it's within each person or at least each Christian. That's a gorgeous idea. It means that the moral power, moral responsibility, and spiritual power are within each individual. The golden rule flows right out from that. Now that each person is imbued with the same amount of God, 
then you should treat them as you would be treated yourself. This breaks down the strict hierarchical structure of many religions. Now, you might say to me, that's not what happened in Christianity and Catholicism. No, but within the text itself, the whole idea is that each individual has not only moral responsibility, but the power to make a moral decision as God. So the important part of the story of Jesus is not that Jesus was God. It's that he was human. That's the interesting part. The divine is in a human form. Jesus shows that divinity can be in a human form, any human form, even prostitutes and beggars. You say you want a revolution. That's an amazing point. So it doesn't really matter if Jesus existed. His existence doesn't matter. The idea of the human divinity continues to exist. Some guy came back down in, you know, the Middle East. He was divine. And guess what? So is everyone else. It's a beautiful point. The fact that he came down only this one temporal period and then disappeared doesn't matter because all humans are divine. In fact, his anonymity is even the more gorgeous point. Yes, in my church, Jesus has long brown hair and blue eyes. Historically, that makes no sense whatsoever. But from the point of view of it doesn't matter what he looks like, it's a very strong point. Can you have a black Jesus that looks like Yeezy? Yes, of course, that's the point. The problem is, is that this idea of every man divinity, of this anonymous person who's like everyone else has divinity, has been overrun by what we've created, which is a cult of Jesus. We took the everyman and we made him special and revered above all others. The New Testament makes Jesus angry and doubting. He's questioning and he's even petty in a few places because he was human. But we whisk that all away, make him perfect, have to after the fact make go and ugh, we don't want him coming out of a dirty vagina. Let's make the uh, Virgin Mary such that she never had original sin. She wasn't even born. We had to do all this backtracking in the Catholic Church, at least, in order to create this perfect being who was nothing like us then. We sever all the respect for the, the individual divinity by worshiping him in his divinity instead of his humanity. So does it matter that Jesus of the Bible walked through the world? <laughs> it actually matters way too much to us. No, the whole point is, who cares? But the problem is, is we took the moral responsibility and moral power that came with human divinity and we gave it back by saying, you can only survive through Christ as opposed to being freed by the idea of Christ to realize that you have moral and spiritual individuality, responsibility, and power. Now, the only way to make it to heaven or to be saved or to live a good life is through that one guy. You destroyed the one great point that made Christianity an amazing religion. But say, hey, if we did 
take our moral responsibility and democratization of spirit to heart, what would all the cult leaders do? R.I.P. Ravi. Pass the tequila. Out!